It had to be you. Is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. Hello, romantics. Welcome to another very special episode of It Pod to Be You. I'm your host, Manish Mother, and I have with me uh, there's some very exciting guests, uh, PJ Campbell and Maxwell Haddad. How are you guys? Hey, how are you? I um, am doing yeah. very well. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you both for doing this. Uh, we're doing another uh, romantic comedy commentary, this time on the movie Hitch. Uh, you know, I had the poll that I did a little while ago, and Hitch came in at number two, so we're going to do that. And... Um, yeah, this is it's, um, streaming on Netflix, so if you have that, you can just load it up while we're all, you know, at home, you know, keeping clean and staying home and staying healthy. How are you guys doing in this uh, crazy pandemic era? Uh, you know, trying to survive as best as possible. This whole thing has been so unreal like it doesn't feel like it's actually happening so just trying to get used to the idea that we're not like we can't even really go outside right now like we're just all kind of stuck in this place it just it feels like science fiction but doing the best i can at least yeah i mean i tend to be a bit of a homebody anyways um but certain things like going out to dinner or going to the theater were like my coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, so having those taken away and on top of that, what I'm sure will be the dire economic impact is what's really upsetting me. Um, but you know, I'm on day 12 of quarantine now and just trying to find fun things to do and pass the time. I've been reading a lot, watching a lot of movies, doing fun podcasts like this one. So I just hope everyone takes it seriously like we seem to be. And that's my PSA before we watch Hitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Like, it's what a um, it's such a weird time. And, like, I don't know. I'm glad to be doing this. I'm very excited to have you both. I'm very excited to watch a New York movie where people are out and about living their lives. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it's what a funny. I've, era. <laughs> I've seen people tweet recently and i've realized i've been doing it too like i'll be watching things and i'll be like take 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 six feet apart don't hug what are you doing be careful don't don't touch that elevator button and then i'm like oh wait this is i'm just picturing someone like three four years from now discovering this podcast and being like what were they talking about (laughs) yeah exactly Uh i I hate the fact that you joke about that and i'm like oh god we probably will be asking that question what were they talking about like people will have already forgotten yeah (sighs) well i i don't know i feel like obviously i want to watch the movie but i feel like um forgetting is is almost a good thing because it means like we've recovered and moved on and reformed as a society so that might not be the worst thing it's definitely a double-edged sword like i think yeah i would love to forget it but at the same time like I kind of want to make sure we learn the right lessons from this. Right. I'm yeah. sure like, that we as a people and a voting body will, but the people in charge will not. <laughs> so. Right. Well, we need to learn from our mistakes. Our yeah. history repeats itself. That's for sure. 
Um, so, you know, we all have Hitch queued up on Netflix. Um, so we're starting the commentary at 21 seconds in. That is right after the Columbia logo is faded to black. So if you are watching along with us, uh, please, you know, get up to that point. You can press pause here and get up to that, you know, the 21 seconds. Uh, and if you're not watching along, then I hope this commentary makes sense. <laughs> I actually don't listen to podcast commentaries while watching the movie because I usually watch podcasts at work or listen to podcasts at work. So, but I, yeah, it's, it's strange, but you know, it's doable. All right, so I'm ready. I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then I'll say play, and we'll both, well, I'll, I'll press play on play. All right, ready? Uh, three, two, one, play. Uh, okay, so do you guys remember the first time you saw Hitch? I do. I was in, like, eighth grade, I think, was the year it came out, and I just really fell in love with it. it there's just something so fun about it. It We don't really make romantic comedies like this anymore. There's just something so unique about it. Like, it's got a very cool voice, and I just really love it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would have been a senior in high school and i'm pretty sure i saw it uh opening day in theaters yeah i'm pretty sure i saw it be begun too um i think i was about 14 going on no sorry i was 15 years old going on 16 i think this comes out in february 2005 yeah february 2005 yeah valentine's uh, weekend yeah so i was definitely seeing it in i saw it theaters with my sister we saw it in a crowded theater i'm pretty sure it's either opening night or that saturday and, like, I remember after, like, people were just, like, bouncing, you know, up the aisles to get out because it was so, it was just such a crowd pleaser. And for the longest, Doxy. For the longest time after it came out, too, they were trying to do a sitcom version of it on Fox. I know that they shot the pilot, but I don't think it ever got farther than that. I would have been curious to see how that could have potentially come together. Yeah, I guess that would be, like, a like a love boat kind of thing where he has like a new guy every week. Yeah. That, I mean, I would have to assume that's the way it would have gone. Like, would he have commercialized it in the end? Like once everything's said and done. Definitely not Will Smith though. I can't imagine that. Like, no, he probably would have produced it. Yeah. 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 Isn't that dude big bang theory? Yes. Okay. He owns the comic book shop. That's what I thought. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I bet a lot of these people have, like, gone on to, like, do things. I just saw a poster for white chicks in the background that I've never noticed until just now. <laughs> and that totally dated the movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, so this movie is 15 years old, which is crazy. Because it feels like literally yesterday. This movie feels so, like, modern. But Meanwhile, Will Smith looks the same age as he yeah. does in Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, Mendez looks the same. I mean, they all look the same, all four of them. Uh, I will say, too, one, hey, look, it's the Ghostbusters firehouse. That's great. Yes, it is. Um, I love seeing him talk to the audience. Like, the breaking the fourth wall goes a really long way with this movie. And that's one of the things I've always liked about it is there's just – it makes it a more direct connection, which I really – at least for me, it makes me connect even more. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with this sort of premise – it could have gone icky fast, and I think it doesn't partly because of that. Because he's explaining to you what he's doing, he's talking directly to you, making the audience feel comfortable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like um, because of the breaking of the fourth wall and this, like, montage, this movie, like, right off the bat feels like it has an actual philosophy about dating. And, and it's not just a romantic comedy about, like, a dating consultant. It actually, like, has something to say, like, a lot of this thing about, um, like, first impressions and the first kiss and stuff like that. So, yeah, I actually really like the um, the narration. I wish they continued it throughout the movie, but I guess it doesn't make much sense. You learn so much about him and the way he acts, like, yeah. straight out the gate, which is part of the reason it works. Like Max said, like, it would be very easy for this to feel so sleazy or something early on but instead it feels very natural and you're like no he he's well-intentioned he's trying to help people who may not know how to get out of their own way yeah yeah and it's smart to start it with sort of this like long montage of a couple of his different clients yeah so you get a feeling for who he is and what he does and his approach and tactics and his success yeah, and, like, I mean, unlike, you know, the sort of typical, like, Tom Cruise and Magnolia date, like, um, pickup artists, it's very much, like, you know, like, like listen to women and respect them and actually, like, be curious about them. It's not just, like, here are some rules to get... Like, he actually wants people to, like, get into committed things, you know, not... Which goes against the the people who do this in real life, who I've seen like write blog posts or yeah. online. They tend to be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's actually, and the, like the opposite of aggressive. I mean, it's a very yeah. like, laid back approach to dating. I think. I think that's what I've always connected to with it because I'm very much like the hopeless romantic type, and I like you that it are? feels. Like, yeah, I know. Me, weird, right? <laughs> uh, there's something about him really forcing the idea like this needs to be a relationship like i don't deal with people who just want one night stands like i believe in the institution of love like it goes such a long way and it really makes just a very interesting idea like someone trying to help people who don't necessarily know how to do this and it just kind of works yeah it's amazing how far listening will go in any relationship not just romantic friendships family if you just take the time to listen oh totally i mean that that's the foundation of everything and i like that for him that's exactly what he's saying he's like listening is the foundation like don't be imagining anything else listen to what she's saying and have a conversation okay it's kind of funny that she has a copy of romeo and juliet on her nightstand mm-hmm, totally that does not turn out so well <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that might be foreshadowing <laughs> yeah um, I, so sometimes I become obsessed with like when directors place their directed by credits in a movie like in like credits like this where it's like a montage or like scenes. So I feel like some directors really put it in a place where it's like someone meaningful. So I'm trying to figure out why Andy Tennant put his there with that random couple in bed that you don't see for another hour and a half. I don't. He probably didn't care. It was just maybe he did what? it. Yeah. Oh, Eva, Eva Mendez. She is stunning. <laughs> yeah, this is not long after, like, right around when she did Ghost Rider also. What a staunch difference in... And uh, pretty close to Too Fast, Too Furious also. Yeah, totally. That's the one she was in, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that was Too Fast. So, yeah, because I don't think she was ever in the post, like... Uh, uh, like she's fast in Fast Five. Yeah. Oh, she's in Fast Five, right. Yeah, in a, po- in- a post credit scene, I think. Anyways... 
Oh god, this guy showed up in so many movies in the 2000s. Yeah. As yeah. like the the best friend. He or became the coworker. A, he became a very cool character actor. I always liked when he popped up and stuff. And I haven't seen him in so long, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, even Mendez, I feel like she didn't really get the, like, either she didn't get the roles she was capable of, or, like, didn't get the credit, or, so I feel like she's, like, has a lot of, like, charisma, and, um, you know, she's a lot of presence. I think she can be really great, but it's just her career never really took off. I mean, I know she's, like, very happy now with Ryan Gosling, and... I think she retired, mostly. Yeah. Oh, look, Adam Arkin. She's... I love Adam Arkin. It's he, he is one of the great uh, TV directors of the last ten to fifteen years. He really is. He learned a lot from his dad, man, because you know it runs in the family, and he's done a great job of not. He capitalized it on a on the right way. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess was it recently Eva Mendez was actually talking about the potential of trying to do a sequel to Hitch like she would come out of retirement to do it if she could get Will to do another one. Oh man that'd be great that would be great um, or if not a sequel then they should at least like team up again I mean I feel like Will Smith should do another romantic comedy because he's so good in them <laughs> did you did you guys ever see Focus the one he did with Margot yeah. Robbie yeah, yeah they had yeah he has like great romantic chemistry with anyone pretty yeah. much i was gonna say that's kind of the last romantic type film i yeah. feel like he did i really like that movie like i think it gets unfairly overlooked it's okay i did like the first half the second half i enjoyed but oh michael rapaport <sighs> okay let's <laughs> michael rapaport the great new yorker yeah <laughs> he's a bit of a controversial figure <laughs> what i, I like rapaport? I, never i like him in movies I do too. I, I always think of him in Friends. Yeah, I was just gonna say Friends. He's the one that shoots the bird in front of me. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which is, I mean, even back then, I should have known he'd be turned out to be crazy. Who shoots a bird just because it's chirping in a window? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, remember what it's like to go out in bars? <laughs> I I literally <laughs> tweeted earlier that I miss going to bars because of the quarantine. Like, yeah. that's the one thing right now where I'm like, I just miss going out. Like, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah. Shout out to my favorite bar, the Oscar Wilde. That is the best bar. By yeah, I took you there once. Yeah, we went together. I think that was the night before I left in December, and then I was literally back like three weeks later. Yeah. Uh, where is that in the city? I don't think I've been there. 27th between Broadway and 6th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that area. I'm sure I passed Yeah, like Chelsea-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's a great bar. It's kind of kitschy. It has, like, really ornate, old-fashioned stuff. Lots of, like, literary carvings and lots of brass. Good food, too, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys know who this actress is who plays uh, the friend Casey? She reminds me of Christine Taylor. I know it's not Christine Taylor, but that's who I always get her confused with. Like they have a very similar presence. Yeah, I was gonna say like a Judy Greer kind of thing too. Totally. Like this, I mean, this could have been Judy and Greer. I don't know. Maybe she's busy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly the Judy Greer role. Julie Ann Emery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, so I feel like 
what I find really interesting about this movie is just like the way that there's so many of these like dating like tricks that he does that could seem kind of creepy and weird but like kind of work like in this one when he like mis- like pretends that he thinks that girl is a waitress which is like such a like like jerk thing to do but it's also like I don't know it works with Will Smith I guess it's interesting, actually. I was thinking about that. Every time I've watched this, like, especially post the Me Too era and stuff, yeah. this is one of the few times where the comedy actually works. And I think that it plays just kind of how you think. Like, it doesn't, it could feel creepy, but again, because you understand where he's coming from and his methods, like, yeah. it actually works out in the long run. It's also interesting that this is like a pre app dating world. Yeah. Oh, like a guy like Hitch would have to totally change his tactics in the era of Tinder and Grinder and Bumble and whatever other ones there are. Yeah, the dating world's so different now. It's a thing. Oh, is that? That is um, Miss Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. I would love to be in another Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah, she's so good in those movies. She deserves so much better than Robin Thicke. Well, I mean, thank God she's out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does you remember the breakup album, Paula? <laughs> uh, I just Look have, how I have like it's... secondhand embarrassment just thinking about it. Yeah. Like he's just so smooth, man. In that moment, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And then there's this flashback where it's, of course, he was. Look at that shirt. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he's Carlton. He's yeah. what Carlton would have gone on to become in college. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Funny. Look at his pants one size rolled up. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Cressida. What a name. Um, I used to think she looked like... I used to think that was um, Nia Long. But... I mean, she looks like, familiar, though. Yeah. Cressida. But, like, this is so, oh my god, this is so, like, true to life, though, because, like, you just, like, have, like, the first time you have any kind of, like, connection, you just get so, like, involved, and then it's too much, you know, we've all been there, I guess. Yeah, we've all, we've all (laughs) definitely had that one relationship, I feel like, and it's weird because, you know, until recently, I've hadn't been single for a very long time. So it's weird to get back in the dating world now where it's vastly different than what I remember. Like, this to me is what I kind of remembered the dating world be like being like well before all these apps and things like I, I don't even know how to function right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm very sick. Okay, so this guy's saying you're doing it right now. This thing's so funny. Uh, not that funny, so but just like a it's, a... it's like a good line for like a jerk kind of... Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, it's one line, and it's just the total dude bro Yeah, jerk. yeah. And what I like is that, like, he had this, like, heartbreaking experience, but, like, didn't turn him into, like, a pickup artist. Like, he kind of did, but, like, in the, in, like, the nice way. Right. That was he his learned. little origin story. Yeah. Oh, By the way, Kevin oh, James. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we all agree that this is, like, P. 
peak Kevin James in film because I really love him in this movie. Like, legitimately, I think he's really, really yeah. good in it. I like Kevin James a lot, actually. I uh, do. T- I think he gets stuck in a lot of unfortunate uh, Happy Madison projects. Yeah. Um, t- but. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, I actually recently just bought the complete series on Blu ray. Oh, no. um, I was going to. S- I was going to say, too, like on the Happy Madison thing, of all the ones that they did, Here Comes the Boom is actually yeah. quite good. I and agree. he's I very good at the movie. Yeah. It's, just, it's almost more of a serious sports drama than a comedy. Yeah, totally. And that's Happy Madison doesn't do a ton of that. Like, obviously, they also did like Rain Over Me. And every once in a while, they skirt outside of what they're known for. Yeah. And I, I've always liked that. He's he's like his um, physical comedy is so strong. Yeah, yeah. he, he doesn't, do doesn't a- overplay it either. Right. God, they had really good chemistry too. Will Smith literally has great chemistry with everyone, like you guys were saying. But like, even him and Kevin James, like, not in a romantic sort of way, but just like that, they're very natural together. Like, there's such a great repertoire going on. Yeah, yeah. Because like the way their comic kind of personas uh, work together is really is really interesting to watch. Like, you know the slick will smith and he kind of like hapless and and dorky yeah so yeah this is it's almost like a buddy comedy inside a romantic comedy oh uh yeah for sure i mean they're not like cops solving crimes but they have that same sort of energy and chemistry i mean there's definitely like um like they're following like a plot but like this is like like trying to um you know court Allegra Cole is sort of like the the main like plot between them, so it gives him a lot of stuff to work. It's like a like that 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 situation gives him a lot of stuff to work with together, you know, and like how they're he's like mentoring him and stuff. So, oh, absolutely, I think that it really this whole plot line is so good because one, it shows the strengths of what Hitch really can do, yeah. but it also shows just like. There's more to the situation, I think, than even Hitch can understand, which is what I like about the movie is that there is still even more of an evolution to the character by the time it's over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, you know, uh, I feel like Hitch, you know, as good as he is at his job, he he can't really count for, like, spontaneity between, like, people. Like, he can sort of plan out these dates and say, like, this is what you're supposed to say and supposed to do, but... Like, as we'll see at the end, like, everything that Allegra really likes about about Albert is things that he Hitch told him not to do. And it's just, it, that's just that, like, that spark that you can't, you can't plan that. And I think, like, that's a really cool arc for a romantic comedy. Yeah, and I think it shows that, as is often the case in, in real life, it goes so far beyond just, like, the superficial elements of what yeah. we think people are interested in romantically or sexually and it's more about not to be too cliched but like what's on the inside what what is your heart and soul like what what do you like as a person not just how you look or how smooth you can be right and i think that the best romantic comedies are the ones that really get that like not just the 
you look at things like Hitch or even You've Got Mail. Like, You've Got Mail is very Aww. much that movie. We like, did an episode about that. Yeah, that was our like, pre- the premiere episode of the podcast. I love that movie. I mean, Max and I actually, we were over there by the one of the um, coffee the shops. Ca- yeah, yeah, we took our picture in front of it. And it just, it make like, that movie is the definition of it's the person inside, not the person you think. Like, that movie soars for that reason, and I think that Hitch very smartly goes in that same direction. Like it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a great moment. It's a, again, <laughs> to your point, Kevin James is fantastic at I'm physical comics. sucker for, like, silly slapstick sometimes. Yeah. Um, you just... <laughs> does it so well and it's he looks so much better in a dark suit than he did in that tan suit oh absolutely and nothing dates a movie more than whatever type of cell phone they're using oh man him going out here with yeah. no pants is amazing uh, it's so funny with his blackberry <laughs> <laughs> here it comes yeah Man, Amber I Lovato. love this what a yeah. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. Last time I saw her, I think she was on Revenge, but even that was like over ten oh, years yeah. ago. With Emily Van Camp. Yeah. But yeah, she's a very much a time capsule for this era because like she was in a couple of movies around this time, right? Order two. Dead Silent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this shot coming up right here when he's staring at her because it reminds me of I Love Lucy. And when they're going over the Golden Gate Bridge in the show, like that's a very similar shot. I just love the way that they did that. Oh, wow. She, she was in a Keith Urban music video in 2016 and on a short-lived show in 2015 called Blood and Oil. And that's about it. Blood and Oil. For Blood and Oil. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember that show. She didn't yeah. really have much of a career. She just had a couple big roles and then sort of disappeared. That's a shame. Yeah, she's really quite good in this. I've That's actually the thing with uh, quite a few of the people in this. Like, again, to the point of the, Eva Mendez's friend, like, I recognize her, but I don't think she really went on to do it a ton. Like, I specifically think about her from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> This movie is just like one of those like right place, right time kind of things for everyone. It was like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but to you guys, I think it would make a fantastic musical. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With, with the trend of like turning movies into musicals, sometimes they pick these movies and I'm like, I, I just don't see that as a musical. But this one I think would work really well. Yeah. This this is definitely one. Uh, You've got mail is another that I you know I've floated that be- with you before. Yeah. Like I love the idea of doing You've Got Mail as a musical. Yeah, I think romantic comedies in general are smarter than some other choices because they have that like uh, whimsical element. Yeah, you know, it's Absolutely. already heightened. It's already there, there's that magic of you know romance, not to sound so goofy. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. this is its pod to be you. It's romantic yeah. and goofy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, uh, Albert's freak out right here is so good in the way he's like complimenting her and he's like, I'm not finished. I quit. It's just so good. But he's so res- like, he's so respectful of her, you know, like 
Right. It's like he's actually, like, what I love about this movie and about their romance is that, like, he's been paying attention to her all this time, and not in, like, a creepy, like, leering kind of way, but just in, like, he's, like, genuinely in love with her, not just because she's this, like, hot blonde, you know? Right. Kind of obsessed with her haircut. Yeah. And again, it's, like, such mid-2000s haircut. How did it go? This whole thing, again, (laughs) I yelled at her. I screamed at my boss. I quit my job. (laughs) What? Inhaler. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's just so perfect. It again to the point of it really does feel like a buddy comedy of yeah. sorts. Like it it works so well, and their yeah. chemistry is just off the charts. Edit marinade. <laughs> <laughs> I've you know I watch this movie very frequently, and I don't think I really realize just how much physical slapstick humor there is in it. Like. There's there's so much in the right way. That's one of the benefits of watching a movie on silent is that you really notice the like physical parts of it, you know, the visual elements. Right. Oh my god, this, this movie- pen, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so good. I was also gonna say, like, I, even though we're watching it very muted because we're doing the commentary, this movie has such a very two thousand soundtrack, but the oh, music yeah. is all so perfectly placed. Like yeah. it's got a really nice score too. Just very great music. Yeah. Who wrote the score? Do you know? Uh, I could look. I I'll tell you right now if I can pull it up. Is it Hans Zimmer? <laughs> it, it it should definitely have been Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I joke, but he did the holiday the next year, so he likes. He did do the holiday. I forgot I he did the holiday. I don't just do action movies; I also do the holiday. Uh, George <laughs> Fenton. George Fenton did the music. Oh, I'm not that familiar. Interesting. Look at those earrings. Yeah, the costume design in this movie is really cool. I mean, a lot of it is very 2005, but they just look. Cool. <laughs> <That's> so, <good. laughs> so smooth, and the little tap on the chest. Yeah. And then just the, oh, yeah, I have a pen right here. Just the way he plays it off is amazing. Look at her. (laughs) (laughs) There's just so good. Yeah, there's just so many great little moments throughout this movie that it's hard not to just fully love it. You know, it just really pops. Yeah. (laughs) Albert. Albert. Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I literally remember every every scene of this movie is it's just you're right. It, everything just pops. Yeah, it, it, it's just there's something again. I think Max nailed it. It was like lightning in a bottle, just like the perfect storm of talent, bef- both in front of and behind the camera. And it's yeah. uh, the director. It's not. I looked at his filmography recently when I was rewatching it before, and it was like he didn't. Andy Tennant didn't do a ton, but like this movie was just the perfect one for him. Yeah, like he did Ever After, right? That's the other his yeah, yes. movie. Yes, which I like quite a bit. Yeah, that's a great movie. There's something else I I, I had looked him up earlier today, and I not can't the remember. Devil Wears Prada was that him? No, no, no. He actually he did Fools Rush In, uh, which I think is a actually pretty good Matthew yeah. Perry. Probably. Oh, he did Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, so like he's had, but like this is probably his like best. Best movie oh, as a definitely. filmmaker. He did Anna and the King also, which I think is interesting because that's such a, you know, that's the real life version, quote unquote, of The King and I. Oh, yeah. I never saw that, but. Yeah. I saw that in theaters. Oh, or, he did the Olsen Twins classic, It Takes Two. That was his oh, first wow. movie, which I watched a lot when I was. Yeah, me too. Oh, a yeah. Child. 
He also directed some episodes of Ferris Bueller, the TV series, which I find um, very amusing. Well, recently, he's been directing episodes of the Kaminsky Method on the Netflix. Oh, yeah, that totally real show that wins totally real, real awards. You guys yep. watch the show? My dad watches very little TV, but he loves that show. Oh, wow. Every it's time, like an old... Like, it's like, what, Dustin Hoffman, right? Every time he gets nominated. No, oh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. And, uh... Alan Arkin, I think. Oh, wow. Yes, it is. Uh, this that scene's so perfect, by the way, where it's oh, showing chip. like the yeah. real, yeah, chip, the very real douchebag that women deal with in bars all the time. I mean, yeah, stuff like that is so timeless. Like I'm thinking that, oh, like wow, that's so relevant to now, but it's just only because like men have been awful for ever, forever. <laughs> it's Sorry. unfortunate how true that is, and it yeah. sucks because again, like me. In a in the place I am right now, getting back into the dating world in my thirties and like trying to navigate these waters when so many chips have existed, totally changes your entire outlook on stuff, man. Yeah. Like you realize you're navigating a totally different stream of consciousness that people don't necessarily perceive as being you. It's a it's quite the thing. This is such a great like romantic comedy kind of like meet cute like dialogue scene just like how they're um like talk like narrating their own first encounter because they're yeah. both like they're both, it's like they're so like jaded in like a endearing kind of like not i don't say jaded but they're just very like they have that edge to them they've, they've been around they've well, seen it all. and they're they're both self-aware so yeah. the scene almost becomes meta in its own little yeah. way yeah and it very it's like they're both very realistic in each of their intentions in the situation and like it's not really going to go anywhere and just the way they talk about it is so fluid and so open i just really like it it just works yeah i gotta say i do love her glasses yeah she looks good in those glasses i'm a big fan of like beautiful people wearing glasses um, it's it's oh, a that fair explains thing why you me. like me so much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hello. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> but also, you but do not look kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well then, I'm just gonna pretend that I, you know, everyone loves me in glasses too. <laughs> I think you look very nice in glasses, PJ. Oh, thanks, Max. Oh, Grey Goose Martini. Oh, I'd love a oh, martini. Oh yeah, my God, that that's such a great move of him, like. The, like the timing of her getting that drink right after he leaves it's so like ugh. yeah I wish life was like that and then Casey takes it which is so funny uh, oh look oh, it's burn, notice. burn notice I love that show yep Jeffrey Donovan ladies and gentlemen yeah he's pretty great he, you know, he's a great character actor. Like he, sh- he's in the Sicario films also. Yeah, I yeah. love when he pops up in things because, like, we all know him. Obviously, we all just said it. Burn notice, but like, you look at some of the other stuff he's done. He, he's kind of a chameleon. He drops into stuff, and he's good. And he's good at playing a real jackass or bad guy too. Yeah, yeah. Which he is in this. He's a yeah. horrible person. Uh, I like Hitch's suit right now. The pinch oh. suit. Do you guys remember restaurants? I miss I restaurants. Why does that dude in the background look like Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> <laughs> it might be him, for all we know. He's a New York guy. It's true. I just happen to know. 
having lunch there, and he was like, "Do you mind being in this scene?" I just roll the cameras. Look at it; looks like Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit, like just because of the way you know he's out of focus just enough. It's not actually him, but it's just out of focus enough that it's like that could be Richard Dreyfus. Do you guys have like a favorite restaurant that you would like want to go as soon as we're allowed to like go to restaurants again? Like the first place you want to go? Oh, it's a tough choice. Yeah. Uh, anywhere that means that I can be back in the city with everybody because I just miss New York so much. Oh. I I just want to travel and be back with everybody. Like I miss, I I like being in Arizona. Don't get me wrong. I I'll say this: the first place I'm going once everything reopens is our bar out here because there's a film bar that we go to that's literally inside of a video store. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, I don't have an answer to that. I was just I was just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I have an answer. Just any restaurant. I just, especially non-chain ones, like the ones that can make it through to help build their business back up. Because it's, you know, I've worked in the restaurant business a little bit. It's it's um, very challenging. I mean, most of them are literally working week by week just to pay their their rent and and their staff. And it's going to be tough for some of them. And that really breaks my heart. I love this. I'm a literal kind of guy. Just, oh. Yeah. Oh, we just missed the line, like, power suit, power type, power steering, which is, like, yeah. the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, pumpkin? That's one of the, the way he says it. Like, yeah. it's one of my favorite line readings. Okay, pumpkin? Yeah, look at this guy. If that's been used around. This is such a great sequence that proves just how smart hitch is yeah. in the way that he does things like i love this whole this whole little sequence oh yeah oh god it's so romantic no it really like is anymore or maybe they well, yeah. i think they want to be sometimes but again just the whole scene has changed just yeah, so much yeah it's so it's hard to be this way if people don't think you're real i think is the better way yeah because especially like they would find each other on you know instagram or twitter or something or at least he would for sure like it wouldn't be like that's your way to contact this is like pre-social media or like right around the time where it was just becoming a thing so this yeah this wouldn't fly in a movie today but in 2005 it is romantic af yeah, I mean, I I think it's still romantic as a as a. No, I mean, it, is, it just wouldn't. I don't know. Right. People would I think be less. Uh, I this mean, would be I, a scene where they're where they're like DMing each other. Yeah, totally. Which is basically <laughs> you've got mail. So, like, funny enough. Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. I mean, the truth is, and this is just All maybe me. What is the range on these walkie talkies? Gosh, <laughs> I know, right? I, I I'll just say, like, I think that we have vastly underestimated the importance of actually like sitting down and getting to know someone instead of just using apps like yeah. that's why I like this movie so much because you, I feel like he really even in the wrong way sometimes like really tries to go all out and be like very romantic and getting to know her and yeah absolutely I'm I'm glad I've never in my life used the apps I, I've been with someone since before they were a thing and we're still together um but from what I know about them and from the people I've talked to who use them, it's so superficial. It's like literally like you're judging a book by its cover before anything else. 
Yeah. It one hundred percent is. It yeah, feels it really very is. strange. I know there's some that like try to skirt that. I don't know. Or like Bumble, I think where the girl has to be the one to start an interaction with the guy, but they're still you're still judging it based on a photo and a couple of little descriptive terms. Yeah. Right. One thing I want to say too about this movie that we haven't really touched on. I love how it uses New York as a character itself. Like New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a very much its own character in the movie. Like it's the best supporting lead you could ask for. Any movie set in New York that doesn't use New York to its full capacity is made an error. A hundred percent. And we see that all the time. Like, I can't remember what I was watching recently where it was like very clear that they didn't actually shoot it in New York. They basically just use it for exterior shots and stuff. And you realize just how empty it feels to do something like that because I mean, I'm I'm not going to mince words. New York is the greatest city in the world to me. Like I love being there. I thrive whenever we're there. And like, there's just so much character to it. There's so much to explore and see. If you don't capture that on film, you're doing something incredibly wrong. Oh, yeah. jet skiing. Uh, I like jet skiing. Also, this Stevie Wonder song is one of the great songs of all time. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's an incredible yeah. song. I associate it now a lot with Scandal, the TV show, because she would always play it, but such a great song. This yeah. is so weird to like look at it, this version of the skyline because you know this is post 2001 but pre now so like the freedom towers not there and stuff like that looking at it it's just so interesting to me yeah yeah I like, mean, and sorry go ahead oh no i was just gonna say just like a very specific timestamp. yeah i feel like this movie uses like really interesting new york locations too like it's not just like the typical things you see like i feel like they like they never go to like central park or midtown or they're all like in soho and chelsea and um i think they go to like, little italy there's like one part i just feel like it's just a different kind of new york it's just not the typical like upper upper west side upper east side kind of thing I agree completely. Yeah. It's kind of you got mail does it very well for the yeah. most part. Like it feels like the areas that they go to in the movie define the characters, and that's yeah. why I love it so much. Yeah, that's exactly what Maxwell and I were talking about when we did "You've Got Mail" because like there's people who like live in those neighborhoods feel like the characters in the movie, and same with same with this one. The, like, this the Upper West like Side is people. is yeah. such a distinct neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So is Soho and, and Chelsea for that matter, but. Well, that's what I like about it, because I feel like we're the right directors when they do stuff like this, you capture the spirit of the city. It's actually one of the things like Ghostbusters didn't shoot a ton of its film in New York. Like a lot of it was actually shot in Los Angeles. Oh, he kicks her in the face. (laughs) Uh, But even in Ghostbusters, like you feel like it captures the spirit of New York. And that's the other thing is capturing the feel of it. And I just like that they do here. Like, I love that they go to Ellis Island. Yeah. And like Ellis Island is such a like touristy place, but like going on like a Saturday morning at, you know, like before it opens, like, yeah, in a jet ski and like actually going through the museum, not the Statue of Liberty. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's it's separate. Separate island than the statue. Right, right. 
I've been there once. It's pretty, or twice. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. When you live in New York, you tend to take things like this for granted. But every once in a while, when I've had friends visiting from out of town, it's an excuse to play tourist, which also makes me think of friends with Chandler. Right. (laughs) New York is awesome. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. I've only been to Ellis Island once. I've never actually been to the Statue of Liberty, which is surprising considering how many times I actually come out and visit you guys. My favorite time being near the Statue of Liberty was last year. Last year, two years ago, took a cruise that left from New York. And uh, on our way out, it passed right by it. It was incredible. Huh, that that is amazing. Like I can't even imagine what that would like. How beautiful that would look as you go past. I love this too. Like the way that they use Ellis Island and the history of it to be romantic is just so kind of cool. It's not something you think about. Like someone actually had to think about the idea of making Ellis Island a romantic spot in the way that you do it, and I just think it's so kind of. It feels so effortless, but it's really kind of beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so unique. Like, you would never think of it. And just also, like, the way that's, like, it's filmed and, like, how they, like, look at each other and, like, the dialogue and just, yeah, and, like, he goes to this effort to, like, find her, her ancestor. It's also making me realize how rare it is even now, 15 years later, for there to be a big Hollywood studio romantic comedy with two POC leads. Oh, totally. It doesn't happen. I mean, this movie is actually chock full of POC just altogether. Like, even in the supporting characters, it's yeah. kind of nice. Like, we don't see this at all, really. Well, and then they throw us some white people as a treat with Kevin James and Amber Valletta. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. course. But they're but, supporting people, you know. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think, I mean, the only ones I think of are ones that would not be considered, like, super mainstream, but were more, like, limited releases or, like, Tyler Perry movies. Right. Hmm. Well, you guys know the, like, how Eva Mendes got cast in this movie? Yeah, they, yeah. They wanted Cameron Diaz, right? And then the studio said no, because, like, they don't want to put, um put a white actress with Will Smith and they didn't want, they didn't want to put a black actress with Will Smith either because it would then make this like a quote unquote black movie, not, and not, you know, mainstream enough. So I guess they settled on a, a Latina actress. It's uh, almost just, yeah. gusting that those are the sort of things they think about. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's like a poorly kept secret that for years, Hollywood thought that films with black leads didn't do well overseas, which is right. clearly not the case. Well, and that's what I was exactly going to say is it's like it's so sad that they put stuff into boxes like that. It, it's yeah. so crazy because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. A hundred percent. And they love doing that, which is ridiculous. Like this movie made a ton of money when it came it out. Like, it, almost three hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide off seventy million dollar budget. I mean, that's just, that's yeah, very that's good. Insane. And I have to say, despite the reason why it happened, I'm glad it's Eva Mendes and not Cameron Diaz. It yeah. makes it a little special. I don't think I would love the movie as much if it was Cameron Diaz, if I'm honest. Like, I think Eva Mendes is so effortless in this movie in the yeah. right way. Like Cameron Diaz, I like her, but like you watch the Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> or any of the others 
Oh, Rice to Riches is still here. It's a rice pudding shop. That sounds yeah. amazing. That's I've, a, been in so I've, many been, I've been to this one, I think. Or maybe yeah. it's a chain, right? I think. There's a couple yeah, around the Not a chain, yeah, but there's a couple. So they I have like, to one. I think like I think 20 different flavors. So good. I've never been. Now I need to go. So good. Yeah, when you come well, back, we'll all go. Yes, please. Post pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, post pandemic. Uh, other thing I love is Hitch is so suave, except for when he's around her. Yes. And that's what I like about the movie is that he it's like kryptonite is that he realizes he is he can help all these guys, but he can't really help himself. And that's kind of great, actually. But it's a parallel to like um, to Albert, because like it's all the things that he shouldn't be doing is actually working because there's just that that magic there. Yeah. So what you're so what you're saying is that if we kick people in the face, they'll fall in love with us. (laughs) I think it depends on the context of the kicking. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. I'll try that next time. I'm on Tinder date. Just a little round kick. Oh. oh, this is one of the best scenes. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is iconic in all 2000 cinema right yeah. here. Uh, we were talking about, like, uh, Kevin James's outfits. Like, I feel like that first is the only time where he's wearing, like, ill-fitting like bat like not that cool looking clothes i mean his outfits are pretty pretty strong i think i mean they're basic but uh, he looks good yeah i was gonna say they don't it's easy to make kevin james look schlubby but they really go out of their way to make him actually like respectable and actually i kind of like that about the movie um large men in general do themselves a disservice by thinking they need to buy clothes that are like a size too big yeah right so it doesn't show off their curves, but then it just ends up making them look sloppy. Too boxy, yeah. Sloppy, yeah, if you yeah. buy something that fits right, and okay, maybe it does accentuate your curves. It's probably, you know, you just look more put together a little. Yeah. I speak experience on this yeah, a little yeah, more. Here. Like sleek and, and ready to go. It's a Plus, thing. It doesn't like a nice button down. I love a good button yeah. down. A good button down always works, man. Like, there's something <laughs> to be said about a good button down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he home alone himself yeah <laughs> all these beautiful establishing shots of our city and then oh, nice dude he's got there he's a handsome dude man I he really is like yeah. legitimately yeah I, people would always be like with king of queens like how did he get such an attractive wife i'm like just because he's heavy doesn't mean he's not attractive he's really good looking and charming and funny yeah so i taught like the, of all those like Slubby guy, hot wife things like King of Queens. I buy the most. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, mean, like, I know. I also know tons of like people from Staten Island and stuff, just like that couple. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think that that, that it's a very overblown concept because there are schlubby looking guys who are also very like charming and they can get people like. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing to get so upset about stuff like that in a way. Like, is it a crutch that Hollywood uses too often? Sometimes, Sometimes yes. But also, there's a reason that it works when it's guys like Kevin James because he really is effortlessly charming. Yeah. He's also a big Mets fan, so he gets extra points in my book. <laughs> that's a, that's fair. That's fair. I've seen him at games a couple times. Oh god, this is uh, like one of the fav- like one of the classic lines of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> too low says I just want to cut some ass, friends. Yeah. Ask me <laughs> the way he says it, and he nods his head like he's so certain that he's got this. 
Oh, so good. And it's also cool how Albert is just, like, not threatened at all by the fact that, like, she's much higher than him on, like, the social, like, ladder, you know? Yeah. Like, well, and that was the whole conversation when they yeah. first talked about it. Like, yeah. he goes, I, I know, I understand, but, like, I love this woman. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. Like, if you want something bad enough, the fight for it is a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. It, it can go a long way. You can also tell that Amber doesn't really love the, like, bullshit celebrity lifestyle yeah. that she has to be a part of. Yeah. She's yeah. more down to earth, and this is just, you know... <laughs> What's your name, Eggnog? Yeah. <laughs> this this whole sequence is really great, too. Him winning her over. Yeah. Let me guess. Disgusting? Think about it. <laughs> I just... Oh, he's so good. <laughs> and she's really good at reacting to it. Like, I, it's... It's a kind of an underrated challenge <laughs> of like being the um like being on like the receiving end of this kind of charm offensive, you know? Totally. Because, like she really looks like she's falling for it, not just like humoring it or you know, it's very like authentic. Well that's the whole again, I, I mean I'll keep saying it, like the whole movie feels authentic. Yeah. It just it's so effortless in the way that it works that it feels real. Magnus Forster, God, what a name! <laughs> you have very soft. <laughs> you have very soft. <laughs> uh, speaking of soft hands, my hands are so dry. I oh too. Washing, washing much, and I've been lotioning, and it's just not helping. Yeah, living in the desert is killing me, you guys. I'm just killing me because I wash my hands like ten times a day now, or more. That yeah, that on top of it. You know, hashtag pandemic lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we have to joke about it or I'm going to go crazy. Uh, I get it, man. Oh, spring. Rolls. I like how his shirt and her dress complement each other. This yeah. whole thing. I'm sure works. I'm sure that was intentional by the costume designer. It's a nice touch. Yeah, but it's like very subliminal. And that like it makes you like connect them together. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the no dancing scene. <sighs> I like a nice pastel Lacoste shirt, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm like, it's so cute. It's so adorable. I agree. The like, song, too. Me over better than someone <laughs> doing the sidestep. Yeah. He's just being himself. Yeah. Oh, making the pizza. <laughs> I just love how he does this. The Q-tip, yeah. Oh, I'm a, a fan of the roll the dice. Yeah. Or the oh, is that my friend I see across the room? That's I just love his moves. Will's like, face twerking. <laughs> Wait, did he invent twerking? No. <laughs> Do that again. I love it when Will Smith is pissed in movies. <laughs> yeah. And the way he says no. That's one of his, like, trademarks. That's so good. See, like, I find, like, this kind of dancing unattractive. It's so boring. Like, just, you know, live your best self. Have fun with it. Yeah, I agree. 
gehalten. <laughs> Don't you bite your lip. I really like this cross cutting. Uh, <laughs> He's going yeah. down. He's so <laughs> oh man. And the photos. Yep. Got a little paparazzi. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that whole like. I mean, I buy that people really dancing to sex, but that like being bad but energetic, enthusiastic is not a good thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the sirens, and like, is that in the movie or is that outside? No, that's me. Sorry, I have my windows open because um, it's my apartment gets so hot and yeah, like, I had the windows open all day. It was yeah. Loud to- uh, and muggy, so um, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the article today, but my neighborhood in Queens is like one of the worst spots right now, Elmhurst. Oh yeah. So the mm-hmm. hospital that's like a, a mile from me is like flooded with people, and it has like the most. I think they had thirteen deaths in twenty four hours. Please, st- please stay safe, Benish. Yeah, no, no, I will. Um, but so that's probably what's happening out there. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Albert Brenneman? <laughs> what a great headline. Yeah. My dream is to have a picture of me in a New York Post or something like that one day that says, Who is Maxwell Haddad? <laughs> then you turn to page 73. Maxwell Haddad is nobody at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that, that for that's your it. birthday. I would love that so much. <laughs> Can we just do it at taking a picture of me like in a bar or something? And it's literally, he just does podcast. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that military style jacket with the purple shirt underneath. That's a choice. Yeah, he's very fashionable. I wonder if that's like Hitch's influence because, oh, you're talking about Hitch or? Yeah, oh, Hitch. Yeah, yeah. But that bomb, that like bomber jacket's pretty cool too. Yeah. I, I actually love that jacket. I have a similar jacket in my closet. I have a bomber jacket. It doesn't look quite like that one, but... I should get one. Well, now it's almost summer, but... In the fall. I, I like that look a lot. Yeah. This is another uh, very iconic sequence from the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I've always liked it. Like I think this was the end of the trailer. Like that was the way that they sold it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Her la- that I think that's what the movie was almost called, actually. Last first kiss. Yeah, I remember reading that. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's a nice title. I mean, Hitch is like. I get it. What Hitch you is Hitch. It, Hitch is more singular and yeah. like. Um, the last first kiss could be like any yeah. romantic comedy, but. I mean, I, I Hitch feels very specific to the movie, which like yeah. I do like the other title, like you guys are saying, but the, it very specifically, obviously his name is Alex Hitchens, but like it just feels so specific. Yeah. Oh, look at them! They're so cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see why like. 
they would be talk of a sitcom because you just want to like hang out with these characters. You know, like they're fun to be around. They seem like they'll have a history after the movie ends. Yeah. I mean, they'll have a friendship, so yeah. I mean, definitely love a gay panic joke. <laughs> Although, I don't know if I would call it gay panic totally, but it's that kind of genre. I was going to say, I, I almost think that it avoids it just right. Yeah. Like, it, it's more that he just wasn't expecting Albert yeah, to kiss yeah. him. It's not it, like he runs or screams or is like, ew, gross yeah. or anything. Yeah, it was just like he wasn't expecting Albert to do it again. This movie feels a little bit ahead of its time in the right way because everything where it could feel a little bit gross or wrong now yeah, is, is, is like, avoided. This is like right after like friends, which is like gay panic, the sitcom. I mean, I love friends, but I love friends too, but I was watching it the other day and yeah. I was like, Oh God, this gay panic is not fun for me. Yeah. It's that show has a lot of it, especially because like throughout the series, it's the running joke that Chandler might be gay and he's like, yeah. no, I'm not. But I mean, I still love the show. Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. I mean, it's a, but, it's a product of its time. Like that kind of humor was just like in vogue. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, this doesn't feel like that at all. Um, yeah. Show me the magic, Albert. Yeah. Show me the magic. We haven't quite gotten to that, but it, it's coming. Yeah. It Limpid pools of desire. Yeah, wow. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, and this is the, well, the, they don't do a ton of that in the movie, but that's like the very specific Will Smith kind of heightened scream yeah, that I always yeah. He wasn't even upset that he kissed him. He was upset that he went the full 100. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and again, playing to our point that it's not even a gay panic thing. It's uh, very specific that he's just breaking the rules that Hitch laid down. Right. Excuse me. Characters in romantic comedies are always working at like magazines or websites or journalists. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. We don't get a lot of good romantic comedies anymore. It's really a sadly kind of dead genre, which bums the me. On, like, only like Netflix is, and like Hallmark Channel are even bothering to make them at in any sort yeah, of significant I mean, I capacity. That, like, you know, the big sake and Crazy Rich Asians are like the two major theatrical ones. Yeah, and I love Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like movies like this, you know, there's not a, an abundance of them, but I think like, it's, it's got to come back around. I mean, these things are like 10 years out. ago, set it off would have played in theaters. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. I really need to catch some of the Netflix ones. I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day. Like I love this genre so much and yet I feel like it's so underrepresented outside of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that's old becomes new again though. So it's true. We're we're only a matter of time until yeah. it happens again. It's just that there's that like lost generation of like rom like romantic comedy queens that like just couldn't you know like like the Catherine Heigl's, Emma Stone, like Rachel McAdams. Like they made some good ones. Well, Catherine Heigl not so much, but like a lot of these actors like Kate Hudson. Like 
They just Reese. Kind of came about. Yeah, exactly. They just came about at like the wrong time when it's just like um, you know, as they got long, better at acting, they like lost. Yeah, Longshot was really good. Yeah, long. Well, yeah, the political part of Longshot I didn't like, but the romantic comedy part I liked a lot. Yeah, you know, I still need to see it actually. It's actually a great movie. It's one of like really, really, really romantic. Charlie's performance and Seth Rogen too. They're both really great together. Yeah. Um, oh man, I love this scene. A food rave. Okay, are these things like real? I've there never, are. I guess I'm not cool enough or like in the like quote unquote scene enough to like know about it. This kind of stuff. I but... have been to some like pop up events where notable yeah. chefs will cook a one night only meal, um, which is. Sort of like this, but you're not. I didn't do any work. Yeah. So sort of, yeah. Uh, and uh, I would that, love to go to one of these. It yeah. looks so fun. But I, I also know a lot of chefs and restaurant people who tell me about that sort of thing. So. Well, I mean, this actress who plays the the psychiatrist's wife is very good, even though she's just like in this one. One scene, because you can just tell their entire marriage just from their their little interactions. They they feel like a very real married couple. Yeah, and that's a that's like a very great compliment because sometimes it can feel so overwritten, but I think it's just it's the interactions and really just the way that they sell it. Also, the kind of overbearing, protective friends of the of the girl who's dating a new guy. <laughs> yeah. Something I just noticed is that like we get so many people who are like in her uh, circle, like her boss, her boss's wife, her two best friends, a coworker, even like that like source that we just saw in like the previous scene. Uh, but we don't really get that many people who are connected to him. I mean, obviously Albert. Oh, but, you know, Coquille Saint Jacques. Wow, you do not see that so much anymore. That is a classic French dish. That all looks delicious, and I want some. I know. <laughs> I'm so hungry, you guys. I'm hungry too. Too bad this didn't come in Edo Vision. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real thing. In case you're wondering. Can we make Edo Vision a thing, though? Like, is that a thing that we could do? I mean, that's kind of like the Alamo Draft House, I guess, with their, like, specialty dishes for movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's very, very true, actually. My my favorite thing recently at the Draft House was when they had a Parasite menu, but they weren't playing Parasite yet. So Are like you serious? You could get Ramdan or Bulgogi and other Korean dishes, and they didn't have the movie play. I was like, what the fuck? I do like Bulgogi. Mm. Oh yeah, they had that. They had a bulgogi pizza in yeah. there in January. It was so good. I think it was like that right sounds after, amazing. Right after um, Parasite left the theater, they still had it just because like there was. I think those dishes were really popular. And I think it was like right after it, it got nominated for all those Oscars that they were just like keeping up the hype. That's yeah, a smart move. Smart play. Yeah. Oh man, even this next scene when they go to the pharmacy or the CVS, whatever, it's yeah. so iconic. It's also one of the silliest things Will Smith has done in a movie. Yeah. 
I yeah, love when Will Smith does comedy, man. Yeah. Because he, you're right, he doesn't like Manish was about to say is like it. He doesn't I do mean, silly. Not silly. since not post Fresh Prince, anyway. So much. Yeah. It's part of the reason I actually like the Men in Black movies so much is because I think Agent J kind of had a light side where he could do <laughs> sillier aspects the, that we didn't. The, pro- the prosthetic on this is ridiculous. But it, it's still like it works all the same. What is he doing? He's like, <laughs> come on! <laughs> Just Death that police. face. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen this movie so many times that I know the lines before they happen. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. This, what a beautiful shot right here, by the way. Just like, again, really capturing the New York aesthetic without being, you know, the obvious areas. Yeah. Now he's like high on on Benadryl, he, and he's just drinking it like he's carrying a bottle with around a straw. with a straw. Um, you know, that's the most un like the ro- most wrong thing right now in this movie is the fact that he's using a straw because save the turtles. Oh, <laughs> age the least. Uh, no. Lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh Fort Knox. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's just like this we just like I mean the way that it does these like romantic comedy tropes of like you know, he gets drunk or, like... I mean, he's not drunk, but, like, he has that, like, high, like that drowsiness or highness, whatever, medicine. Like, it's such a trope, but it looks, like, works so well. It's just, like, the natural chemistry, like, the good writing, and just, like... Uh, this movie just looks so beautiful, too. It really does. It's a, it's actually really well shot. Like, it's a very pretty film. I'm just looking at the cinematographer because I feel like it's someone that's, like, important. At the moment, my TV is half blocked from my viewpoint because one of my corgis walked in front of me and uh-huh. is like, her, her face is right in my face. And it's very <laughs> cute. And I'm also watching a movie. Um, it's Andrew Dunn, who. Um... What a beautiful apartment. I wonder how much God. that would cost. Yeah. In 2005, seven or eight grand a month. That sounds right. I mean, she's a great reporter, so that makes sense. She could afford it. <coughs> Come on. Economic rules don't apply in romantic comedies. Dude, they or, don't, in sit, it, or in sitcoms. I was going to say, or in sitcoms. People Although are I, like, how do they afford that? Who cares? It's funny. I do love that Fred's at the very end was like they had rent control. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me, I'm sorry. That was how they got away with it in the end. It was all yeah, rent but These characters are like well-off, fancy people. They can afford this stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. How about how many romantic comedies have two concurrent likable romances going at the same time, other than like the big ensemble ones like Love Actually and stuff? Not many that I can think of because yeah. like all the all the greats are very like one story. Like you'll think of like for example Notting Hill, like the the roommate gets together with the sister, but that's like. 
a very small part of the movie. It's not you don't actually yeah, see. Yeah, there's the always court. that like beta couple that's like they get along so much easier than like the A right. couple. Or like the A couple kisses at the end, and then all of a sudden the the B couple kisses too. Yeah, yeah. But not you don't see I mean, the like, foundation of the a relationship. Comes to mind. True. Gonna, that's sort of the extreme example because it's like literally two movies in one. I was going to say that your A and B example plays straight into yesterday. If you guys have seen yesterday, like, not. It, okay, I won't say what happens, but like they totally pull the same sort of thing. Interesting. Uh, wait, the uh, Danny Boyle movie? Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to remember the B plot in that. But it's just funny because it's not even like a full B plot. It's just yeah. two. It's these characters that are background characters. Oh, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's at the very end. And it just made me laugh because I was like, really? Like, there's not really a setup for that. But okay, we're going there. I really like that. That's a good romantic comedy, by the way. I like that in this scene, this movie is taking the time to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And just let them talk and be vulnerable. Even like the yes. shot lanes feel longer. Yeah. Because for a character like Hitch and what he does, showing that he also has his own vulnerability. Yeah. I love yeah. that look she gives him. Like, she really does care. And she doesn't want to. You can tell. Like, she, against all her in- inhibition, like, to not want to be in a relationship. But he's good. It's a nice blanket. Let's it looks very love. Yeah. I love blankets. Although my dogs always steal them. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I don't have any pets, so I have all the blankets to myself. Must be nice. <laughs> no, I wish there was not a human being in this apartment. Or, I mean, also, a living thing. I mean, yeah. No, it's not best not to love at all. Well, Sarah. Love is a many splendored thing. Love lifts us up where you belong. All you need is love. Yeah, that was a great look from, from her. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And- and then this moment right here is so great. Like, just the way it's played up where she realizes how much she cares and when she doesn't see him and her yeah. freak out. Like, I, I, it's so real. Like, Makeup and hair also probably spent three hours to get her hair to look perfectly <laughs> messy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it works. It's fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, like, just messy enough but still glamorous. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like you're such an idiot. Like, I, it's just so perfectly human. This movie is so human. Yeah, it doesn't feel manufactured. Ah, he's still there. He went and got coffee and tea. Oh, I love when people bring me breakfast. I would love to be brought breakfast. Send Mabel to the store. <laughs> I should. She'd be very good at it. <laughs> Something with shy in the title. Oh, man. I love that line. Yeah. He's and- so romantic. That's not how I live my days. I mean, it's just a beautiful thought, though. Oh, right down in Soho. I know exactly where they are. 
Yeah. And so there's so many shots in this movie where earlier I was watching it and I was like, hey, Max and I have walked around there together. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I recognize so much of the city. Yeah. It's... And just like this, like this neighborhood and like this time of the year, it just like glows, you know. It totally does. And it's I not think all like corporate, so like, like some parts of New York can feel so like. It's it funny, Soho. Like all Soho has now is like really high end stores, but because of the architecture, the streets are a little more narrow. It just feels more organic. Yeah. Right. Even though like, like so no many of the buildings there. are landmarked, so yeah. the storefronts are still like the old designs and the old construction. No, they just care about each other so much. What? I love it when it's a hug. Kisses are nice, but a hug can almost be more intimate. No, totally. And that look she gives when she's saying goodbye to him is just like. She really does care about him now. Yeah. And he cares about her. He's He looks he's, content. Yeah. yeah. They both do. Look at that look she gives oh, him. Oh god. Also look I at want her someone to look at me like that. Look at her in that skirt. She yeah. Looks great. She's she looks amazing. I love that she calls her pumpkin. It's a big pumpkin movie. It's the second time that someone has said it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my parents love Scalinatella. <laughs> Dude, what, this movie loves food almost as much as Chef does, and it's driving me crazy. I mean, food is amazing. I know. That's why. I just love food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, just like the change in her is just so... There's something about falling in love that makes you more optimistic about romance at large and less cynical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wall Street. Oh, yeah, I used to work near this bowl. Oh, here's this douche. Oh, burn notice. This sorry. is why... This is sorry why... Sorry language. I don't know what your language rules are on it. Pod oh, to be no, I, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. This moment right here is why he's burned in burn notice. Yeah. I wouldn't recognize him without a cup of yogurt in his hand. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Burn Notice actually it's a lot of fun yeah it's really fun it's one of my favorite USA shows my favorite still psych but Burn Notice is up there. I also like White Collar but Matt Bomer is dreamy I was a big fan of Royal Pains that one was oh, okay yeah. I, think I've, I think I've only watched like two seasons but I like that show all of those shows were sort of like the same sort of thing at that yeah, time. Yeah, they all look, they have that same like s- summer look. Yeah. Like, by, by design. Yeah, yeah. Psych Ooh. is still my favorite, though. Oh, man. And then he puts his head in the bull's ass. 
Look at that. Look at that guy. uh, (laughs) That's a great shot. It really is. I keep waiting for the next Psych movie, but it's going to be on Peacock, right? Yeah, which was supposed to launch next month, and we have not heard anything. Oh. Oh. This is before uh, Ford Little Virgin, right? Uh, the other n- hair wax. No. N- I think it was the like year, year after. After I think Four Year Old Virgin was two thousand four. Uh, I'm looking this up because I'm. Uh... Oh, same year. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Virgin came out in August, and this was February. Yeah, so it predates it just a little bit, but it also doesn't have Although, the same... who knows what went into production first. Yeah, right. Right. But I guess that was the chest, this is the back, so it's different, but... Yeah. <laughs> One of those makeover shows. Danish. So good. Ugh. I would never get waxed. I've never done that. I never will. I actually have. And oh. um it is painful, but you get used to it after, you know, like ten minutes. Have you ever had a, a tattoo? No. I was wondering what's worse. Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. Oh, a time when the Knicks could actually win a game. <laughs> oh, don't remind me how bad we are, please. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter now. That the season is done. Well, that's true, too. But we'll see what happens. But I love her jacket. And I know that's a, like it just she she's so pretty throughout this whole movie, but like effortlessly every, stylish. Everyone in yeah. this movie yeah. is stylish, but not in a way that feels unrealistic. And I think again, it goes to exactly what we've been saying. Like the whole movie feels real. <clears throat> oh, paparazzi! Yeah, and like they don't style her to be like um, obviously sexy. You know, like, I feel like a lesson we would have her in, like, a very, like, maybe not revealing outfit, but, like, more, you know, glamorous. But here she just looks like a normal person at a basketball game. Yeah, no, totally. I, And I think that, again, is a uh, credit to the filmmakers and yeah. the movie itself. Like, every choice that's made feels like it goes against the grain of what standard rom-com stuff would be like it would be easy to put eva mendez in a revealing you know bikini when they go on the ski ride earlier yeah but they don't and that's a pretty big thing exactly yeah oh (laughs) that would be me oh same i can't tell you how many things i've spilled at madison square garden it's like part of the charm though it is. I I miss hockey so much. Sorry. I miss hockey too, man. <sighs> I miss hockey. I'm missing baseball. I miss basketball. Well, we're getting a little basketball here in Hitch. It's true. And the Knicks are actually good in it. <laughs> well, we only saw part of the first quarter, so they probably lost. I think I've been staged for the movie. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I do. He looks so nervous. Yeah, I was gonna say I do love this like first nerve, like first kiss nerves. We've all been there, man. (laughs) The music. Oh. I've had that look so many times when I've been on dates recently where it's just like, do I, don't I, you know, should I, shouldn't I? I haven't had a first kiss in like the better part of seven years, so I I don't even remember what it's like. It's horrifying. (laughs) I'm going to take the Kevin James approach and I'm going to toss my inhaler aside and yeah. Oh, she's so heartbroken. I know she wanted it. She really did. And he does too. Like you, you can see how upset he is. Oh, guys, they love each other or at least they kind of like each other (laughs) and they want the kiss so bad. (laughs) Look at that. Ah, toss it aside. <laughs> and the sax one starts playing that little cat walk walk. Yeah. He does it with such confidence, too. Oh. I like her little, her like, um, smile when he's kind of like awkwardly like going in for it. It's just like, she really likes him. Yeah, she really does. Look how happy they are. Look at that smile. <laughs> This is so sweet. I'm going to get diabetes. I'm crying, guys. <laughs> Look at them. Like, it's just so, it's so earnest. Yeah. Like, yeah. you really believe it. Yeah. Aw, guys. And again, like, I love him. He doesn't push to, like, go inside. He doesn't, he just, you know. There's so much, like, respect in, in both of these romances. There really, really is. And that that little dance. <laughs> oh, oh my God. So... We, we've all been there. Go get your inhaler back. <laughs> Dude, you don't need the inhaler now. Yeah, You're good. true. <laughs> oh, man, I love that... Um... Her turtleneck. Oh, the Central Park Zoo. I love the Central Park Zoo. I haven't been to the Central Park Zoo in so long. I was going to say, this might be one of the most obvious kind of places in the city outside of the pool that they go to. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, though, when you think of zoos, you think of the Bronx Zoo. The Central Park Zoo is much smaller, but I have such nostalgia and fond memories for it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember... Go ahead. I was going to say, I've walked past it, but I've never actually gone in. I really need to. They have polar bears. They have a rainforest room. Trying to remember a romantic comedy uh, where a scene similar to what we just watched happen, where it's happy on the street, but like the sidewalk lights up. I don't know. Uh, Not La La Land. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's the Central Park Zoo in Madagascar, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. I know that was a very random thought, but it was just like, oh, wait, that's totally where that took place.
Oh, it's mean. Oh god, that dumb shirt. He's really good at this boxer. <clears throat> like, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. Of course, we know that, but these little scenes like are just so impactful. It's funny how he's much more generally serious performer than his dad. Yeah, I just watched Argo last week. Oh, that's a great. That's movie. A pretty good movie. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be a romantic comedy without a bump in the road. No, and this is a great bump. Like this scene is really good because she's like, I, I like this like somewhat unhinged, not unhinged, but like she's really going for it. Eva Mendes, yeah, because she feels so betrayed because yeah. she doesn't understand what he's been doing this whole time yeah. either. And that's the the whole crux of this situation, like thinking that it's such a sleazy thing, but it's like, no, I'm just trying to help people get out of their way. Yeah. He's more of a like a therapist or life coach than anything. Oh, right. Just helping yeah. people like empower them to have the confidence to to make the right decisions and be able to do this. Yeah. Man, she's so good in this movie. I really would love for her to come back and do another movie like this. Or any movie. Yeah. I just really like her. She's I wonder great... if she'll... Oh, go ahead. I was like, she's a good Instagram account. Oh, does she have... I didn't know she had one. Yeah. I'll have to go follow that. I wonder if she'll show up in any of the Fast movies ever again. That would be great if they got her for, like, the finale. But now we got to wait a whole extra year. I know. Now they got a year to put her in there, so... Well, they were supposed to start shooting 10, like, next month or something, and oh, there's... Really? that's Yeah, there's no way that happens anytime soon. <sighs> no. And for those of you listening to this years down the line, why are we saying that because we're in the middle of a really weird pandemic thing right now (laughs) and fast and furious which is a truly global franchise and makes a good portion of its money overseas decided to just skirt it all and jump a year later in the hopes that the entire world is recovered by then which for a film like that which has that economic structure i think was a smart choice back to hitch correct his, (laughs) his toast i found like i don't know it's a, it's a nice thought, but it's just so rehearsed. I, like, I'm kind of glad that she, like, called that out. Well, he's also, like, in a place at the moment where he's not quite really vibing in the right way because yeah. she's already throwing him off, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, this dude, the Russell remote is so 2005. It's kind of funny that this isn't the only movie that he he has where universal remotes are supposed to be like a thing because iRobot has a similar sequence but she can't figure out how to use the stereo because she doesn't have that remote. Oh, I'm gonna watch that movie soon. That's a good movie. Yeah, I really like that movie. Will Smith's been in a lot of fun movies. He's a... He automatically makes anything more entertaining except for Suicide Squad. 
Well, yeah, there's no saving Suicide Squad, unfortunately. Yeah, not even Margot Robbie or Viola Davis could save that. That's such a nice kitchen. I wish my kitchen was that nice. You have a nice kitchen. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, it's very nice, but there's something about having a full 360-degree island. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Romantic comedies always have great kitchens. Nancy Myers movies so, always have her, great her kitchens. Power. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that she threw that, this little food fight. Especially at the end when he throws a whole bowl. <laughs> what kind of salad maker is that? It's so interesting. Um, they put the lettuce in that while it's wet and you spin it and it dries it and crisps it. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I never knew could, that. Yeah. I learned something new. Thank you, Max. <laughs> Don't you know you're going to have to clean this later? Come on, you guys. Oh, God. And her little wave is so, so sassy. And she eats some of it. <laughs> and um, the benefit, just to continue on with the salad spinner, when you dry all the excess liquid off the lettuces... It then helps whatever dressing you're used stick to the lettuce more for a more pleasurable mouthfeel and dining experience. Oh, that's a nice thing. I had no idea. Yeah, my mom always had one growing up. Oh, is that it's the guy from 30 Rock. Rock. Yeah, Elite Pancholi. Yeah. yeah, 30 Rock, right? He, he yeah, was yeah. just on Broadway in uh, Grand Horizons. Oh, really? Yeah. That's wow. awesome. This is like right before 30 Rock, too. I loved him in 30 Rock. I just love 30 Rock. Yeah. Period. God, that show was I just so rewatched good. it on Hulu, and it's... I mean, it holds up so well. It's so funny. It's become a yearly binge for me yeah. since it ended. Like, it just... It's so good. The, That's the, another the, one that uses New York. The great thing about the road bump in this movie is it becomes a road bump for both couples. Yeah. Yes. And not just like everyone, everyone you're introduced to in the movie is affected by it in some way. So there, it does feel like there's a very specific payoff for so much of it. Yeah. It totally misunderstands what's been going on. Right. And that's again, the beauty of the movie is that you realize as it's going on, like he really was just trying to help them. Like it was never a skeevy, vindictive, nasty sort of thing. It's just, it's all because of one dude who, you know, screwed up the system. And he and Hitch yeah. never even worked with him. Yeah, I am glad this exists, though, because like when we first started talking, we were saying how this concept could have been quite icky. Oh, sure. And so it shows how that could be a, a misconception. I mean, everyone is basically oh, wow. assuming that I believe this. Hold on, I gotta look it up. Thank you, Gremlins. Please stop. Hey, I recognize him too. Joe Latrulia. Nine-nine. There's a lot of sitcom actors, man. Because we saw the guy from Big Bang Theory also earlier. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I love this scene, too. I like dogs. <laughs> I thought so. They they were filming this inside of Tau. Which is a really cool Asian fusion restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. I do like Asian fusion. Kind of like Ooh, the one... Taste. Yep. Budokan. That was the Sex in the City one. Yeah. This whole sequence is so great. I love the way he confronts her and like you realize just how poorly handled everything actually was. Yeah. Because all parties are kind of involved in a way now and it's how do we it's a, deal it's with a that? big knot. Yeah. And just like the way, like the like the writing of the scene. There's so many moving parts here. Like not, just, I mean, in terms of the story, but also like a lot of characters. Like it really balances everything really well. And it's like funny. And that guy's like, "Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. What's happening?" <laughs> Casey. I mean, this is, like, such a, like, truth of dating where it's just, like, you just can't be as honest. Yeah. I like how all the guys are like, yeah, this is right. Yeah. And I think that's why the movie still feels so relevant is, like, there's so much truth to this whole situation. But, like, it's also, like, valid for the... For the women to be conscious, oh, to be always aware of, like, the Vance. Type, right. You know? There's just that, like... <laughs> there's such, <laughs> there's Everyone... such a fine line. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's why this movie holds up, because it really gets at that. I, I think that's why it's going to continue to hold up, too, because I think it just has the right voice and the right things to say every single time. Yeah. And I can't think of a lot of romantic comedies that always get that right. Like, it, there's some that you could watch where it doesn't feel like they necessarily were on the right side of history, if you will, because things are a time capsule. But this one actually, I think, is going to continue to be so timeless in a way just for that reason. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's also so interesting how, like, she has made so many assumptions about him just from meeting that guy once like that Jeffrey Donovan once but like she's known him maybe not for a very long time but like spent a significant amount of time with him and it's just like it really you can just yeah it just really has colored her you know perception of him in a way that isn't fair but totally understandable I also like that this goes straight back to everything he was talking about at the beginning when he was setting those guys up about listening and so what is he you weren't listening like you heard what you wanted to hear not what it really was yeah exactly 
Vance Munson is a pig, and I refuse to work with him. Ah, so good. And this is such a great scene, too, because like he plays so goofy kind of throughout the movie, but he gets to be... Will is a really great dramatic actor, and he gets to bring a little bit into this part of the movie, and it just works so well. And she's great, too. Like, that look on her face where she doesn't want to admit it, but she knows he's right. Yeah. That's what happens when you make assumptions. Yep. That's why I hate tabloids. Because let's be honest, she's not a journalist. She works for a tabloid. Right, 100%. Which I guess is its own kind of journalism. I don't mean to be offensive to tabloid journalists, but, like, come on, guys. We all know. We see you guys. (laughs) Oh, Jerry Maguire. Just if you didn't know, Sony made this movie, and so they made sure that there was another Sony movie that's romantic that she's watching. An iconic scene that makes yeah. me cry. I and even cry when it's like happening in another movie. Oh man, it's so good. You had me at hello. I don't know what I like better, that or Notting Hill. I and love this, this girl shot. By the standing way. in front of a guy asking him to love her. Her looking at his chair empty chair yeah Yeah. and just knowing that albert should be there oh you really do get it man like you really they they just get these characters so well yeah off the record it's sad that he even has to say that There it is, assumptions. Yeah. Well, and she like she friggin' tanks his whole business in the process of doing all this, destroying people's relationships. Like it, much more lasting ramifications other than just making assumptions about stuff was like not realizing how much damage she was actually gonna do, and that's what happens. Yeah. This comes back to what we were saying earlier, listening and asking, communication. Totally. This whole movie really just comes down to you need to listen to the people around you. Like you need to really hear what they're saying because you can think you hear things that doesn't necessarily mean you're hearing what you think you're hearing. Yeah. Yeah, I never really like um noticed like how much this movie is about like gossip column like you know, like gossip or like tabloid journalism, you know. Yeah, that's one of the things I like. It's a really uh, great theme. Leaned onto the, in this viewing. Yeah. I mean, it. It. I think that's why it continues to be relevant in this. See, and thing. it's a source of pride for him. Like, right. He was really just helping them be their best selves and get over their neuroses. It was not malicious at all. Oh God, what I would do for a Krispy Kreme right now. I was thinking this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the line that's about to come up is so heartbreaking. Oh, oh God! I'm oh, there, Albert. So, yeah, we, we that all resonates on such a deep level, oh, especially now. <sighs> I do have some black and white cookies in in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I, miss I made brownie cupcakes on Sunday, and I have two left, and I'm like, should I eat them? <laughs> so you have a, save them for the weekend. A box of funfetti cake and frosting to make at some point. 
I, I'm really envious of both of you because I basically just have keto bars and fruit right now downstairs and some TV dinners. It's so funny. I've lost 15 pounds since I started quarantining. And even though I feel like I'm eating like crap, I guess I'm just eating less because I'm so anxious all the time. Right. Well, because I was, I mean, I'm not that the listeners care, but I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, I've lost a significant amount of weight since January, uh, especially over like the last month because I had been working out and stuff before the quarantine happened. So it just feels weird that all this is going on now. And now I'm like, man, I could really go for some freaking black and white cookies. Mm. You need to treat yourself, Peach. I do. I need to treat myself, you guys. This movie taught me that. Maxwell taught me that. I can't wait to get to New York where I'm just going to treat myself for like a week. He's, he's so sad. Yeah. <sighs> I just love this whole sequel. They both are. That's the thing. Like, he Hitch doesn't want to admit to it, but Kevin James, the way he wears it just like that, just... Uh, man... You really believe it. And the, this whole thing, you you can sell it, but you don't believe it. I just love that. I thought I was the coward. It, it really becomes a like a shift of power too in that sense. That's a good, that's a well-written thing. Like if you want to go skydiving without a shoot, yeah, my guess. And then a little later, where are you going? Skydiving. I like yeah. that. This movie really, I, who wrote this? Cause it's just very well-written. There's a lot of little moments um, like that throughout. Yeah. You know, I just, I remember the, I think I remember the name from the credits. Uh, it's Kevin Bish. Who I don't he doesn't seem like he's written a whole lot after. No, this is only credit and he has a couple of upcoming projects but that are in development. So That's weird. I mean it's a pretty yeah. solid romantic comedy script, yeah. you'd think. You'd think he would have gotten more work unless this was really all he wanted to do. I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough business though. I mean he could also be a ghostwriter, and we don't know. For sure. Or like um not like what like what Carrie Fisher used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that make you the devil? What a great line. This whole thing, too, is really great because it's the realization that maybe he wasn't helping them get out of the way that they in the way that he thought that he was. And again, it just it's such a natural evolution for this character. I love it's just like all about what made Albert Albert is what she really liked. Yeah, (laughs) that's got Albert written all over it. (laughs) He did not show you that. (laughs) 
Ah, there's just... He thought it was a science. And it's not. What did you do? Nothing. What a great realization. He was just his friend. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. I love it. Funny. It's a nice boat, too. Yeah. <laughs> Who oh, did? Brother the me. guy you're choking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so sweet. So sweet, yeah. Just what a great sequence. And again, it just really plays to everything that the movie is. And yeah. From where we start... It's one of those things. Hitch thought he was going to teach Albert, but Albert is the one who ended up teaching Hitch. It's just... I think that's the beauty of this movie and their relationship, right? It's like... They need each other. Right, in in the same way that, like, he ends up teaching the tabloid journalists that they don't necessarily listen either. Like, there's so much to take away from all of it. There she's going fixing her hair. I gotta say, like, I love this movie, but I don't understand the reasoning behind how convoluted this whole thing is, like, with her, like, brother-in-law. Oh, it's so, just a... Just to throw a direct, but it's... Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little unnecessary, but, I mean, it's fine. It, it's the only part of the movie that feels maybe a little bit unrealistic, but yeah. also, same way, like, we. it also shows that assumptions can be made. Yeah, and that's yeah. It, like he plays right into the thing that he's talking about. Because like I l- later he says something like this guy will never feel the same way about you. I think, but the way that I do. But I'm like, wouldn't the brother in law just like speak up and be like, hey, like I don't feel any way about this girl. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, it just feels very like a lot, a little bit more like sitcommy than the rest of the movie does. But, I mean, I get it. You kind of need, like, one last kind of, you know, thing before the finale. Him having to close the door to talk to her is yeah. maybe one of the most real things, though. Yeah. Like, the, legitimately, this this sequence is a little sitcom like you said, but there's something to be said about this in particular. Yeah. There's something where if you can, if you're not having to look at the person and have the conversation, you can almost say more and it, there's just something about the way that that works and that that how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Watching pull. Oh. <laughs> I want to be miserable. 
It's such a good sequence, though. This fish hole eye view from the peephole is so perfect, though. Yeah. Because it almost it almost accentuates just how absurd into that moment saying this stuff can feel. And, and I like that about it. I don't know. It just adds an extra layer to how he's acting. I'm her brother-in-law. Just say that. Yeah. It's like the one bad contrivance in the movie. Yeah. Doesn't ruin it, but... No, not at all. I mean, the movie is so great to this point that it, like, something so small like this is not gonna derail it unless it's super absurd, and thankfully it's Yeah, it's just definitely, like, leading him to think that, right? So, like... Even the music almost has, like, a... to it but I do like this part like you know when she's like yeah like looking away and feeling it but you know still putting up this I like the way the sunlight hits her hair too yeah Yeah. I love that line too what uh, what if fine isn't good enough what if I want extraordinary ah It's just so good. They're going to go have an Italian job right now. Get into their little mini. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the line. But I'm like, yeah. Both of you just shut up. Oh. Oh, Hitch. You know, I want to call this part a little bit sitcom-y, but I legitimately believe that love makes people stupid enough that they would do stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, at this point, it's been, you know, almost two hours. I'm well, you know, like, I'll I'll buy everything this movie does. because Yeah, like, totally. The first, I mean, the whole movie is sets up everything so well that this just works. Ah, uh, that look she's giving him. God. Y- you can, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that on her too. Yeah, I mean, look, if Will Smith was saying that stuff to me, I would fall in love with him too. Let's be real. Oh, God. Yeah, this movie is just so like. Uh... It's just so perfectly romantic. It really is. You kind of like me, no, I love you. If someone ever said that to me, I would just melt. Oh, the big kiss. kiss. Yeah. I love a movie kiss, honestly. (coughs) Seeing her sister so happy for her makes me happy, too. Yeah, exactly. They're so happy. Because they didn't think she'd ever fall in love. Not the way that... Not with how she acts. 
<laughs> but again, Will gets like Hitch hey, gets a taste of his own medicine. I'm a plot contrivance. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you made it an assumption, which is what you yelled at her for. Sometimes we are the worst perpetrators of the things we try other people to yeah. stop doing. It's true. Well, who doesn't love a an outdoor wedding? Look at th- there's way more than six people at that wedding right now, you guys. And they're standing closer than six feet together. They are. They're like dancing right on top of each other right yeah, now. Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> I hope they wash their hands before they <clears throat> cut the cake. Oh, Casey. I, I'll say this too. This little moment right here goes a long way that it really ties up every loose end that the movie has. Yeah. Which really feels kind of nice, actually. Like, it didn't have to, but it does. Oh. Oh, look at this Ken doll. (laughs) I love that she's like a lady hitch. Yeah. Charles Wellington. (laughs) What a name. What a name for a rich white guy. I was going to say, you could tell he has money with a name like that. Yeah. Oh, the glasses. If there's this hitch to come, she needs to be like, you know, the the supporting character. <laughs> oh, totally. There are. Oh, none. he's talking to us again. <laughs> oh, basic principles. Yeah, there, there are none. I love. I love a soul train ending. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say the same thing, and like, see, the uh, the dancing and stuff is so perfectly kind of capturing of all the different characters. Yeah, in a way, like I don't know, it just feels like they all came so far because look at him dancing he he's doing all the stuff he told albert not to do yeah and look at albert go being himself have fun everyone you know don't be afraid to be yourself unless yourself is like the people from tiger king yeah i keep seeing people talking about that i guess i'm gonna have to look into it yeah for sure (laughs) <laughs> and what you an love, ending you, you love a musical number at the end of a movie yeah or dancing oh look at the bride dancing with two women she's never met <laughs> she's met one of them yeah one of them almost ruined her entire relationship yeah yeah sure you know so I'm glad that they're bonding now over dancing yeah wow oh oh poor Albert he fell Gotta get one last fat joke in there. I mean, this movie doesn't really do them at all, except for no. This. That's the only one, really. Yeah, but but even then, he laughs it off, and you yeah, get him fade to black. Stan, a legend. Love Albert. Yeah. Man, what a great movie, you guys! Yeah, Super. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I it's forgot. So thank you for having like us. Sweet and romantic, it is. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's just a very beautifully sweet film. It, there's just nothing quite like it. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think just like watching it with like, I mean, with, with you guys, it's just, like really hits just like how like romantic and authentic and like real it is, even though it has this like 
sheen of like a Manhattan romantic comedy, you know? Yeah, totally. I think just by being that real, it's really makes it feel like it's going to continue to stand the test of time. Because I mean, what, like we said, it came out in 2005, it's 2020, it's 15 years old. And yet it feels as relevant now as it did then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, well, PJ, where can people find you, you know, online these days? What are you working on? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PJ underscore Campbell. You can find me doing all sorts of content over on YouTube at the PJ Campbell Network, as well as Movie House, where I do movie reviews with Ryan Selling. And you can also find me writing for the Schmodown. I am the head writer for the series. So if you're in the middle of your quarantine right now, why not binge the Schmodown and, you know, give us some love? Great. Yes. And Maxwell, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm far more simple than that. Just follow me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell. I'm also uh, on Instagram at Cinemaxwell Inc. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. PJ, I'd love to have you on for like a regular episode of the podcast. Uh, Dude. I, I didn't know that you love romantic comedy as much as you do. I mean, definitely. <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> oh, I do. I, I Again, I'm... I'm probably the most hopelessly romantic person that you're going to meet, so this is always fun for me. I, I love a good romantic comedy anytime, so anytime you want to have me, I would love to be on. Excellent. He's also an equal opportunity movie lover. He likes all kinds. Oh, that's the best I, do. I do. And Broadway musicals, we, we need to do more Broadway musical stuff. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Maybe you guys can do a Broadway podcast. We should should yeah and to listeners thanks again for listening hope you enjoy this commentary pitch bye